Hello, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 10 of the PhD Cast by the Cebus GPA. I'm Micah, and today I'm joined by my co-host Nate and our two guests, rising second-year PhD students, Diego and Noah. Today we're going to focus a little bit about their first-year experience through COVID-19. Could you guys introduce yourselves? Hello, everyone. My name is Diego, and I am about to start my second year here uh, in the BME department. And uh, my research mainly focuses on using computer systems to better diagnose neurodegenerative diseases. Very cool. Hi, everybody. I'm Noah, um, also a second-year PhD student here in the BME department. Um, my research is based around spaceflight medicine and impacts of spaceflight on the human body. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, excited to hear a little bit about your experience in, in the first year, like doing everything remotely, you know, pretty much. So I guess first question for you, you guys, um, how did you like first move here? Like, you know, just find an apartment, get settled down, everything. How did that go? Sure, I could go first. Um, well, I think for me, I didn't really have any idea what was, you know, Troy, where it was. I knew it was, like, somewhere upstate New York. Mm -hmm. I only if it's, like, small, yeah. like, large town. What are, like, the reasonable prices for housing? <laughs> None of that. So uh, for me, all I knew is that I wanted to live close to where, you know, like, where, like, you can go at night and have, like, you know, some nice beer with your friends or something like that. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I found, like, downtown was the best option for that. Mm. And then just, you know, using, I guess, like, CLO or, like, apartments.com or something like that, you know, just, like, trying to find... Um, something that looked like, you know, in my budget mm -hmm. and yeah. uh, that it was like nice. Well, that was about it, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, for me, I was I actually came up for a job first. I was following my girlfriend up here mm. and she started at RPI a year before me. And okay. I knew I wanted to start grad school in a couple of years after my undergrad. Mm -hmm. And so I got a job working down at Regeneron Mm. Pretty quickly, I was like, all right, I need to get out of here, get back to school. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I was applying to grad schools in the area. I was living in Troy for basically since uh, mid of the summer 2019. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I've been around for a little bit before even starting school here. Yeah. So I had a feel for the area. Yeah. That's and, nice. Um, RPI worked out for me and turned out to be where I wanted to go. So cool. Oh, good deal. Nice. So, I mean, when you guys applied to RPI for like your, you know, tour of, of campus or whatever, when you were first, you know, doing your sort of, um, you know, getting a feel for the campus and everything, was that in person or, cause I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of when things closed down and when you first were actually able to tour campus. Sure. Yeah. It was, it was quite interesting because I think for me was the, I actually got to be in person for the tour okay. and, mm -hmm. you know, meet some of the faculty, some of the students. Yeah. Uh, but I think it was, for me, it was like sometime in February and I think it was like part of the last uh, group of students who got to actually do, do the whole, you know, experience in a sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. We were here for recruitment on the same weekend, I think, and it was the last... <laughs> It was like one of the last in-person things that happened. Yeah, <laughs> just in the whole world for <laughs> that matter. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. then two weeks later was the second recruitment weekend, and it was all virtual. I think. Wow, mm -hmm. that's crazy. So, yeah, we got to come up, see the campus, see the city, meet a bunch of students. Nice. So then everything from there was was virtual. So then, you know how how did I guess did your first 
you know, experience with your advisor or stuff? Like when you actually decided, you know, or when, when you first started your research, you know, whether it's the summer or in the fall when you started classes, you know, how, how is that first, like getting into the swing of things, whether it was classes or research or whatever? Yeah, I think it was a quite interesting experience because, you know, just, just trying to adapt to a new, like not only, you know, like the, the research part of what's starting a PhD and all those factors, but also trying to adapt to, you know, a new administration, you know, compared to like my undergrad, to new yeah. people, how like things work around here. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, like to keep track of all the different requirements that you need to have, like right at the beginning, uh, that was, it can be a little bit messy, it can be a little bit tricky depending on, on the situation. Yeah. And um, so I think like having that on virtual, you know, was a little more difficult in that sense of trying to find, well, where are all these resources? Because mm -hmm. usually in person, you can just go find whoever is the, you know, secretary of the department and yeah. ask those questions directly. Yeah. But mm -hmm. I think uh, online that have been a little more uh, complicated. Um, by the end of the day, we're, we're, we're here, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and starting right in the fall, like nobody really knew what was going to happen or what was going on. And yeah. in the, towards the end of the summer, I was emailing my advisor saying like, Hey, like when can I start? Like, what can I do? Like, yeah. I want to get in there. And she was like, well, we don't like, <laughs> we nobody don't knows. Know. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're not allowed on campus. So you're definitely not going to be allowed on campus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was a pretty slow start because wow. of all that. Yeah. yeah. So I just read a lot of papers at home <laughs> on my computer. Yeah. So you guys have pretty different experiences in that sense since Diego, you're in a dry lab and knowing you're, you're working in a wet lab. So how long did it take for you guys to kind of get rolling on your project? Mm. Well, I think for the computational lab, it's, it's very different, right? Like you don't mm. need to be there to like do anything physically. So for me, actually, um, you know, sometime in early August, mid August, um, <clears throat> I already, I was attending like the group meetings from, from our lab. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. and I already was like discussing of what project I was going to take with my advisor mm -hmm. and, you know, just pretty much signing, like logging into the computer systems. Mm -hmm. Um, so for me, that was a very like, you know, like immediate, like you're just like landing and then you're like starting to work on everything. Mm. Um, so, but I was, I guess it's very specific to the computational lab in a sense. Mm -hmm. And for me, I, I think I was just, it was really slow, like I said before, of getting in and like maybe one week I could come in and watch what was happening in the lab. Yeah. Um, I was just kind of learning techniques as I could, mm -hmm. like as I could come in more and more often. Mm -hmm. um, but because of that, what I did is I stacked up a lot of my classes in that mm -hmm. first semester. Yeah. Uh, because I just knew I wouldn't be able to come in yeah. as much yeah. as I needed to. Yeah. So I got a lot of classes out of the way because I had more time for that. That's good. Yeah. And getting towards my own project, that probably didn't really get going until the winter or, or the spring semester. Okay. Gotcha. So now, like, how many hours were you actually able to spend in a lab a week? Ooh. Early on in the fall semester, probably eight hours in a whole week. Oh, wow. That's crazy. That's not much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was just between classes when I could, and, mm -hmm. yeah. Wow, yeah. and on the days that, in you know, time times that you were allowed to as well. Yeah, wow. yeah. looking back on it, the, the shifts, I'm sure, were not helpful to you as a first-year student who needed <laughs> yeah. needed to be in there with, with more senior students to learn. Yep. Because, yeah, yeah I, think, I think in my lab we weren't allowed 
uh, to have multiple people in at the same time at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if that was true for, for you or not, but that would make your life <laughs> nearly impossible, I imagine. It would be so hard to learn, like, the building, the lab, yeah. how to get anything done on your own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Diego, in comparison, when was the first time you actually went into Cebus besides, like, your, <laughs> your tour? The tour, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> That's actually a great question. <laughs> I, I, I don't remember the specific, I think... Yeah, yeah, no, for sure it should have been sometime this this summer. Uh, <laughs> so maybe maybe like a month or two months ago or something like that. Because I never came to to Cibis for for like except for the tour, yeah. and and that was about it. Like I, you know, I have, was taking some classes on campus. Yeah. So I had access to campus, the, the library, that kind of stuff. But yeah. to Cibis, no, like I didn't get here. Oh wait, actually now that I remember. Uh, I came here to pick up something from like <laughs> <laughs> like the mailbox uh, sometime in in um, early spring. <laughs> nice. Let's see. So for each of you, could you talk a little bit about what maybe was your biggest challenge, whether COVID related or otherwise, in your first year? Mm. Biggest challenge. I mean, I, th- I think that's that's an interesting question. Uh, I think, at least for me, one of one of the best, like biggest challenges were, especially myself being always like more and more social, was trying first of all to adapt to you know like well you're transitioning from undergrad to to a graduate degree right and then mm-hmm. also uh, to have those those connections right because you're going from like you know some other university and trying to like you know where you'll have already your life your friends everything established and then you're like moving to this new whole place in which yeah you're still you know in school in a sense but you're not you know you don't have all those uh, structures and and friends and and systems that you already mastered out that you already know all of them yeah mm-hmm. here you're yeah. like in a sense starting all the way from the beginning mm. and i think that was one of the main challenges is trying to adapt to to the whole new circumstances, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you I think you nailed that because you kind of coming from an undergrad, you like you know what's possible. Yeah, and yeah. You know that there should be systems in place, but you don't know exactly when you go like start a new program. You're like, oh, how do I actually get into all of those things, and how do I take advantage of what is accessible here? Exactly. Yeah, yeah Diego, kind of going off of what you said, like like social life. When when did you actually meet your cohort or like you know other students <laughs> besides you know the people in your lab maybe? Oh well, besides the people in my lab, <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to see like well we had you know those group meetings. I saw people's people on like like a small screen, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I think people outside the lab. Yeah, like it was some some time where. Uh, no, actually, I can't remember. Right? I, I, I do remember it was sometime in the fall, um, like through some like group project in a class. I, okay. You know, maybe September or something like that. Yeah. But it was like because of like group projects in, in courses yeah. that mm-hmm. I was taking. But, okay. but uh, And then, you know, like being interne- intentional of like, oh, you know, like I just met you. Let's be friends. You know, like yeah. I, have, <laughs> I don't know anyone else in here. <laughs> Let's yeah. start something. So, yeah, that was for me. Yeah, in VME, I think everybody takes biostats. So there was yeah. a big group project <laughs> where I met a couple of other people, and that's like one of the only opportunities I had when everything was virtual. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's just so crazy for me to hear because, like, uh, in Nate, my year, obviously we we didn't have have COVID going on when we first joined. <laughs> yeah. And I know BME, the department we're all in, is usually very active in terms of social life. Mm. And so 
yeah just knowing that like the first time you're like seeing your your cohort is because of a biostats project <laughs> it's is kind of sad is incredibly is sad, sad. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully we can we can make it up to you in this coming year um but speaking of which do you guys have any advice you would give incoming grad students now because we <laughs> are not through covid yet yeah. and these are these are still students who are going to kind of kind of face some of the similar challenges you guys had mm. i think we we tried to get organized at the beginning yeah. Like we set up a group me with our cohort mm -hmm. so we could try to meet everybody. Yeah. Um, it was semi-successful. <laughs> <laughs> semi. It's, it's how I met Diego originally. Yeah, actually. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So uh, that worked slightly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a few people who, who actually wanted to join and have some interactions, yeah. 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 And then using other resources like the, what was it, Taste of Troy? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Micah, you were big into organizing oh. outings <laughs> to get food. Yeah, big fan of food, personally. <laughs> and so anytime I can convince people to try new food, <laughs> I'm about it, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think on, on my side, what I would advise is, like, well, first of all, try to, of course, you know, meet everyone from, from your lab because, you know, mm -hmm. through them you'll make new connections that, you know, friends from them and, 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 and so forth. But then I think another one is just being very... You know, like intentional of you know, ever you get an email or some kind of you know advertisement or something about like uh, some group is doing some kind of activity or something like that. Um, try to join that. I think that that's what works the best. You know, mm -hmm. especially to meet people that are outside of your you know immediate um, environment, so that you, you can make those connections maybe in other departments in in, in other areas. Mm -hmm. I think that's that's what works uh, great too. Yeah. Speaking of, have you guys met any people from other departments yet? Like outside of BME? I have through like, uh, there's like a summer club going on, uh, okay. like reading club right now. And then, you know, we're like eight people or so, but okay. that, you know, mm -hmm. I, I think I am the only one. Yeah. I'm the only one from like the BME department. Oh, nice. So that really allows to like <clears throat> meet new people, but then like you need to be intentional of like signing, yeah. <clears throat> signing up to those kind of events. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nobody outside of the department for me, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. I hadn't really realized. Yeah, especially yeah. funny thinking we're we're in CBIS, named for its interdisciplinary yeah. <laughs> studies, but yeah, no, I think I'm, I'm with you guys. Where this whole year, I've almost exclusively seen people from the department, mm -hmm. just because it's so hard to get into into bigger groups of people at this point. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So I mean, both you guys were here kind of, you know, establishing yourselves in a new school and everything away from like your friends and family. So I guess, you know, I'm more of like a personal level, like how was that, you know, for, for you? Like, um, did you have any connections in the area? Like, Noah, you said you had some connections in the area cause you had been here like a year or so, but then like outside of, I guess, school, like personally, how was your first year and like, yeah, your mental health through all of the crazy <laughs> stuff that happened. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty tough. I think really one of the good things is, you know, nobody likes having roommates yeah. mm -hmm. through the pandemic. It was kind of fun to have roommates mm -hmm. because they're the only people you could see for yeah. months at a time. Yeah. Um, so doing a lot of stuff with my roommates was really good and got me through, you know, being stuck at home for so much. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I did have a lot of connections in the area, which was nice. Um, uh, and I like this area. Yeah. So mm -hmm. 
I enjoyed it. I mean, it wasn't too dark okay. for me <laughs> yeah. at the worst times, but <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, <clears throat> I think for me, <clears throat> um, like it was it was a, a, a you know two sided like sword in a sense, right? Because like. W- on, on one side, I have always been, you know, I've always tried to keep friends from high school, friends from, like, you know, undergrad. Mm-hmm. And then with the whole COVID situation, um, that really, you know, pushed to, for all these friends that maybe were not so comfortable or used to, like, using some, some you know, like, something like Skype or, or like, Zoom or whatever you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that really pushed them to get comfortable with those tools, too. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know... Maybe once a week, once every two weeks, I would like talk to some of, of my older friends, right? Mm. And then uh, we spend like you know two or three hours on the computer, and then we'll have like every, each one of ours had like a beer, like some kind of drink, like yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like it, it. We're trying to make it as normal as possible if we were like back home. Yeah. But mm-hmm. then, um, but yeah, everything through through uh, online. So it, it was, I mean, it was very helpful in that sense to you know to keep all those friends from from before. Um, but then also, like, I think starting to meet some people, for example, like Nate, you know, we, we started actually talking at some point through the, my first semester here. And then uh, it's very convenient that we live. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like very, two buildings away from Yeah, each two other. buildings away. So uh, it was great, you know, to also, like, uh, it was a very, you know, convenient point to, to just, like, start exploring the area and, like, you know, making those, those connections. So I think that's mm-hmm. what really... Push me through the dark winter here. Oh, <laughs> literally winter dark. Is brutal. Yeah. <laughs> Very dark. Yeah. So jumping off of that a little bit, I wonder if you guys could talk a little bit about mentorship with your your uh, older grad students in your lab. Mm. So what was that like through COVID? Because I know Noah. Obviously, there were times where you couldn't, you literally couldn't be in lab with them. So like, what was it like learning things from them and and talking to them during the the, the most COVID-y times of, <laughs> of the year. <laughs> uh, yeah, so basically anytime I was in person with them, it was always really intensive. Whatever mm. we were doing was like, we're, it's, we got to get it all in right now. Yeah. Um, so there wasn't a lot of wasted time while I was actually hands-on. And I think we really made up for me not being in lab in the fall, in the spring semester, okay. because we had... We just jumped right into like this crazy huge experiment. <laughs> we were here like ten at ten hours at least every day wow. for a month. Yeah. All with each other. Because we, we had approval to run that one with mm-hmm. us all here on a weekly schedule. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um so that was a really good introduction to being mentored by the older uh grad student we have and then the, our um, research associate who's a part of our lab as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just, you know, 10 hour days of working with them. It was a great time to learn everything mm-hmm. learn everything about the lab, learn all the techniques. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's really how it went for me. Mm. Okay. Nice. I think on the other side here, like now talking about like the computational lab, um, <clears throat> I think that's one of the disadvantages. Maybe we could start a little more like faster and like start all the experiments, mm-hmm. but then, uh, since we were not in person, it was a lot more challenging to, you know, because I haven't really met these people. I haven't really talked to these people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's very difficult to, like, make those connections uh, online, you know, like, it's kind of like you're trying to, you know, m- like, have these very important person in your life through Tinder. Like, that's not going to work. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so, 
that was that was a, a tricky part. Just you know, I spent a lot of time just crafting just messages that meant you know were <laughs> yeah. were very like nice ways to like ask a very simple question yeah. just mm-hmm. because you don't really know this person and you're feeling like you're asking for like a huge favor mm. <clears throat> where you're probably asking like you know how can I reset my password something yeah. like that you're yeah. like, you have to email somebody you would have rather texted essentially yeah yeah, yeah. yeah exactly right. so that was that was definitely a a tricky part of of it trying to make you know those connections with with you know someone who could be your mentor in that sense mm-hmm. um, through online through just some some kind of like text or email uh, that's that was kind of challenging, mm-hmm. but then eventually, you know, <clears throat> takes time, and then you, you get to uh, make those connections and and um, you know get that help. Yeah, mm-hmm. sort of a similar question, but how has your relationship changed with your advisor? Like going from doing research remotely to like in person, you know, because now that we're actually able to be in person more, like how has that changed? Or you know, do you feel like it's changed at all? And if so, like how? I think for me. Hasn't really changed. Like literally today, I had a question, and then I sent him a message, even <laughs> though he was you know, like <laughs> ten feet away from me. So I think I mean maybe it's because the way we started working on this, I'm just so used mm-hmm. to like yeah. sending a quick message yeah. or an email or whatever, right? And instead of like going to ask personally. Uh, so I don't think the relation has changed due to the situation of being in person. Okay. I think it's just mainly evolved from you know, just meeting the person mm-hmm. in the first you know like. August versus, you know, one year later, well, you know, we know each other much better. So it's easier to have, you know, those conversations with an advisor that maybe at the beginning were a little bit more challenging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think I'd met my advisor in person until sometime in the spring, maybe wow. once okay. in the fall. Yeah. That's so crazy. <laughs> and so our relationship has definitely changed over yeah. time. Um, just like Diego was saying, is like, how do I craft this little message? Like, <laughs> I just need a signature on a document. But yeah. I'm like, hello, doctor. I hope you are doing very well yeah. this week. And <laughs> <laughs> the most carefully crafted. Yeah. Yeah. Can no you please mistakes. sign this? <laughs> yeah. Please, please if you have time, yeah. sign this document. I really, really, really need it. <laughs> And and now it's just like on Slack constantly, like okay, yeah. like sign this, like yeah, okay, yeah. there's something else, much more casual, much easier to communicate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trying to think, I'm I'm coming up blank. I think you guys have answered most of the questions I had. Is there anything anything else you feel is really important or that has kind of shaped your experience that we we haven't brought up? Mm. Mm. Well. For you guys, like trying to mentor new students, how's it been? Yeah. Can I flip that, it on That's you? a great question. <laughs> uh, oh, <laughs> tricky, I see. Um, see. Yeah, it's been hard. Um, you know, like what Diego was saying, you know, it was easy for us to kind of like meet and like talk a little bit since we live so close to each mm-hmm. other. But um, yeah, for the rest of like my lab mates who are also were starting out, and, and even for me, you know, because I was new to my my particular lab this year because I you know like made a transition into a new lab um it was hard to like talk with all of them I think like the first time we met in person was like I don't know like March or something when we we all like met outside for like five minutes or something I don't know Mm -hmm. if you remember that Diego I wasn't there that day but but yeah I I do know what you're talking about (laughs) (laughs) um so that was kind of interesting because like I I felt like I also kind of went through the whole first year thing all over again like going into a new lab and like having this whole new work environment with new people and, and not being able to meet any of them in person. Um, and I think the same thing, like even, you know, asking 
for for help on certain things like yeah being able to having to message people that you've never met before was kind of difficult but yeah Hmm. For me, it's a little different because, like, I I obviously didn't have to join a new lab, thank goodness. Yeah. Um, but I also didn't have any new PhD students in my lab join this year. So the only person I was mentoring was uh, a co-term student, which is a one-year master's program RPI offers. And I feel it was definitely weird at first. And then once we got, like, permission for the shifts to just let us be in the same place at once because, you know, in reality, we can easily be six feet apart in lab at all times. <laughs> yeah. Um, so once we got that all settled, I feel like it wasn't too bad, but it is still really weird because about like probably like three months into working with uh, with my co-term student, uh, I invited her to come play tennis with me and some friends. And I saw her without her mask and I just like <laughs> didn't know who she was. <laughs> was the so like the the relationship in lab I felt like was really <laughs> solid, but then all of a sudden like I just don't know this person at all. Yeah. because like like Noah said, like time in lab was was precious, right? And yeah. so like during that first little bit, it was work, work, work. And so like I didn't get to know them as a person to begin mm -hmm. with, I would say. Yeah. Uh, let alone recognize their actual recognize face. face. <laughs> uh, so I think that was the weirdest part for me, probably. Yeah. yeah. I, I know what you mean. As soon as I saw the grad student who was mentoring me with her mask off, I was like, wait, who are you? Like, <laughs> you're not the same person I was just with. I'm like, what's going on here? Yeah, it's so funny you're how not like, to have a nose and mouth. <laughs> like, <right? laughs> So funny how you can like not recognize someone just because you don't know their nose and mouth, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, any any last second thoughts before we wrap it up? I guess just like you know, get vaccinated. We all going to get out of this. Let us mentor our students and know their faces, please. Please get uh, vaccinated. Yeah. <laughs> So with that, we're going to wrap up Season 2, Episode 10 of the PhD Cast. If you're interested in a specific topic or you have questions you'd like us to answer, please email us at cbisgpa at rpi.edu, or you can message us on social media via Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. And with that, we hope all your PCR tests come back negative and that all your differences are significant. See ya. <laughs>